What's up? <laughs> I was trying to, I was waiting for that to kick in. Yeah, I know. It's, it was the long intro one. Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot they, re, they redid it. That's not yeah. originally in it. Um, so what's um what's up, everyone? Welcome to the show. I'm Tom McCaffrey. I'm here with Eric B. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of things. Uh, join our Patreon and rate and review and buy my book, Born Funny on Amazon. And yeah. So the Oscars were last night. So we're, we're just going to talk about that bullshit um, <laughs> what uh you you um you said you watched them a little bit or i watched all the clips you know. and everything the next day uh yeah, I, was, I was working last night shows and the shows last night were all everywhere was packed so really yeah it's really weird i mean the oscars why doesn't ha- anyone watch the oscars it's no, weird why every year it's always like oh it's the lowest rated of all time and i'm like what like what I don't understand what what people are doing on Sunday night. Sunday night, everyone's at home. I mean, the Oscars are on. Just not only was it because usually the last few years I saw it would have like really no effect. But last night at the shows, and it wasn't just the club I was at. I heard all the other shows clubs were packed, and it's weird. I no one gives a fuck because <laughs> they wanted to because they just wanted to get out. They they hate the Oscars that much. <laughs> I don't. I just think, look. And we'll, we'll get into it in a minute, but, uh, okay. you know, I mean, let's face it. A lot of those movies weren't that interesting. Um, there was some oh, good okay. movies, but yeah, I, I guess, I guess so. I just, I'm, I'm surprised. Maybe there's, I don't know. I just, it's like, you'd rather go to a fucking comedy show <laughs> and a fucking, then just stay home, you know, Sunday. I mean, wasn't it kind of cold out? I mean, it wasn't super warm. We just want to, it just seems like it's the end of the weekend. Like it's cold out. Just stay home, watch the Oscars. Right. Um, were they good? The crowds? Yeah, the they were great. They were, I think oh. so. Ha- they were so happy not to be at the, uh, watching the Oscars that they were actually better crowds. Wow. <laughs> the Oscars have changed. Um, so what, um, so Jimmy Kimmel hosted, I think this was his third time. Yeah, Maybe. And, yeah, third time, and he's good. He's re- he's really good. Um, he uh, his monologue was pretty funny, and uh, <laughs> not much to say about it. And yeah, then, uh, I want I kind of had it cued, but let's see if I still have it. Um, let's see. And permitted to give a nineteen-minute-long speech. All right, all right, all right, all right. Talented. I know Elvis would have loved. Your performance, and in fact, according to my QAnon Reddit page, he did. <laughs> we know this is a special night for you. We uh, want you to have fun. We want you to feel safe. And most importantly, we want me to feel safe. So we have strict policies in place. If anyone in this theater commits an act of violence at any point during the show, you will be awarded the Oscar for Best Actor. <laughs> <laughs> And permitted to give a 19-minute-long speech. That was the best part. Yeah, that was funny. And then um, he uh, it was kind of you know as I was watching it, I was sort of like, yeah, I kind of miss, I kind of miss Will Smith. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, there's some definitely some speeches that were going on too long, and I was like, well, maybe Will Smith should um, get you know get back <laughs> out there. Um, he was told apparently not to bring up anything about it either. Oh really? Mm-hmm. But he didn't. So was he that didn't, like he went rogue? During yeah. The show? But he didn't. You really, know why? Did you talk to one of the writers? No, I just read about it. Oh. 
But um, he didn't mention by name, so maybe he got away with it. That was the way around it. <laughs> That's a fucking stupid. Like, what? He's not going to mention it. Like, all right. <laughs> well, why not? No one's no one's thinking about it. <laughs> um, it's the only reason why anyone's watching. You know. I know. So, um, yeah. So I'm glad he. And then he did get political, like at the way end, which I thought was interesting because they were kind of talking about beforehand. They were trying to avoid politics, I guess, to get red state people to watch. Right. Um, and but then he kind of snuck in some stuff at the end, which I thought was smart because it was like if you're watching and there's no politics, it's like the show he did it at the end, so the show is already over. So you already right. watched it. Right. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. Like people don't watch the Oscars because they're they're so um MAGA. Is that what they they just hate the Oscars now because of Trump? Yeah, I don't think it they think it's that, but it's just, you know, it's just, you know, I think it's also it has to do with TV and everything is so split up. And I, I've brought this up before that the Oscars suffer from they don't have TV shows. Um, it almost is like they may have to have a new category of like m- least movies that you see on TV. I don't or yeah, maybe, or maybe like limited series. They might have to go that way a little bit because I. That's They're just my- so reluctant of any of that. They're just so reluctant to do and to change anything too drastically. I don't. Right. Really, I guess it's just these old people. So like, um. Well, that one's a tough call because if you start doing that, then you're basically saying movies are no different than TV. So which they're not really. Yeah. So, I mean, even all these movies that are out now, the big hits, they go on the streaming in like three weeks. Did so, you watch what of the movies that were like nominated? Which ones had you seen? Like, did you see Tar? I tried to watch it. It couldn't. It's it's available on Amazon or something or Peacock. I yeah, I I couldn't I, get through it. Instead, I, I decided to do something more enjoyable. I had someone uh, actually Tar and Feather Me. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw Tar twice in the theater. Uh, I thought it was good. It's really slow. You it's saw it like, twice. I'm, yeah, because I saw it and I like thought it was I think this was more when it wasn't that common to go to the movie theater much anymore. And I have that movie pass that not movie. Right. I have another one like AMC. AMC. You can see like three a week. And I mean, it's movies are such a mess. It's so bad. It's like I, I literally haven't used it in like three weeks or four weeks. Like and I can go see three movies a week. Um, yeah, that's pretty so, good. I just saw it again because I was bored and it, I was like, oh, let me watch it again. And I, the second time I saw it, I was like, yeah, that was boring. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's it was. I'm glad it didn't like it didn't win anything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's so, a really good actress. Kate she Blanchard. is. But I'm kind of glad she didn't when i i don't know. i mean i don't and then the what did you see um well there, the, on the western front no but there was that one movie that's now on prime it's called women talking uh she, yeah that sounds fun i know sarah paul <laughs> won the best uh adapted screenplay i actually um i have a clip if you want to hear of the movie you want to hear uh, it? yeah before we start i'm just um i'm pissed they didn't um cut her off because it was like that would have been so ironic like <laughs> woman not talking anymore <laughs> well here's a clip uh, yeah, of go it play. Here, go ahead. i don't Say, care that okay, you don't care we're gonna go so we're even. gonna go well then okay that was actually uh that was the, <laughs> that was the view and women yelling so i got that confused okay. <laughs> well uh, that was the joke right <laughs> yeah oh i thought you should have played more because i thought it was funny yeah <laughs> 
women talking. I thought it was Kardashians. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that, I heard that's good, but I just like it. It just sounds not good. Right. Well, I talked to someone who saw it and I'm like, is it like they're like, she's like, yeah, it's spot on. It's, they're just women talking. Uh, it's kind of like that no. movie, My Dinner with Andre. People used to always make fun of that. Right. It's just two people talking at a dinner table the whole movie. Yeah. I didn't and, uh, see that. I mean, I do want to see women talking, but didn't she? Oh, she won for screenplay, right? Adapted, yeah. Adapted screenplay and then everything everywhere. So um, but, 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 I just want to go through all the ones. So do you have them afraid? What, what else was nominated? Oh, All Quiet on the Western Front. Did you see that? I didn't see that, but I had seen that before because that's it's been a movie a lot, a lot. That that specific book? Yeah, was, or yeah other, that book. Yeah, they did it a million times. I thought times. it was from a while ago, but like yeah. Richard Thomas was in it or something. Um, They've made many well, versions of that movie. Um, Top Gun. Right. Did you see that? I mean, I I kind of thought it was funny that Tom Cruise didn't go. I mean. Yeah. Why wasn't he there? I think it's because I realized that it's like he just doesn't care anymore about that kind of shit. He's not playing the game politically. He's so like, I I think like that ship kind of sailed for him years ago with trying to be embraced by Hollywood as like a serious actor. You know what I mean? Like, I think he was chasing getting an Oscar. And I feel like. The Oscars are so relevant now, and it's just it just doesn't matter. And I think he's he's just kind of his own, you know, iconic figure in showbiz. He does it. and I and I also think he knew he wasn't going to win. And I don't think Tom Cruise likes to go places where he's not going to win. You know what I mean? Uh, was he not? He was nominated, right? Yeah, he was nominated. Right. I wait. I, I think he was. was. Let me Actually, see. he might not have been nominated. Yeah, that's probably why he didn't. That's go. probably why. Yeah, uh, you know what? I guess he wasn't. I think he was mad about that. And uh, well, there you go. That that he, explains it. He's definitely not. He and definitely win- is not going to go then. Yeah, the winner was Brendan Fraser. Uh, I have a clip of yeah. the movie The Whale. Do you want to hear that? Yeah, yeah. Here it comes. That was actually from School Ties, but <laughs> I mean, it might as well be from the whale. I thought it was going to be like whale noises. <laughs> I should have done that. That actually probably would have been more enjoyable than the, the movie that I saw. Did, um, <laughs> thing it's so funny too. Another thing is, I thought they were going to give it to the Elvis guy. What's his face? I don't even know his Austin name. Butler. Austin Butler. Austin Butler. Yeah, and this has happened in the past where. Austin Butler's really good in Elvis and he had to, you know, learn all these dance moves and move like him. And he had to like, look like him and sound like him and sing like him and do all this. And meanwhile, you know, Brendan Fraser just literally sits in a chair, you know, eating <laughs> food. Did he have you know, the game weight like, for that movie? <laughs> um, he, I don't you, think so. Are you kidding? What? Did, did he have to gain? He... Wait, or he was are in a fat suit. Thing me? What, for the whale? Yeah. Yeah, he's in. A, oh no, he's in a fat suit. Yeah, right, yeah. right. right. Well, you're I'll, kind of cutting out a little. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me now? You're you're not, but the the video is is frozen. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, but yeah. I can still hear you. All right. um, here, here's but, here's yeah, here it is. Yeah. Oh, here you, okay, there you go. This is the whale again. <laughs> yeah, he was good. He, he learned how to talk. He learned how to speak whale. Um, but I mean, like you know, fart. he just, it kind of um, reminds me of when the guy won for the Stephen Hawking movie and he was up against like Leonardo DiCaprio for Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. yeah. 
And, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio is like, he's great in that movie. And he has like 10, you know, he has like, you know, like five monologues and some of them are like 10 minutes long. You know, he had to memorize all these lines. And then like the Stephen Hawking guy just sat in a chair not talking. And, and, like, and then the robot should have won the uh, Oscar, right? Yeah. The ro- and they're yeah. like, this guy's amazing. Yeah. Look at I mean, But it felt like that with the whale. I mean, there's a little more to his, but he's just kind of like had to eat and, you know, sit on the couch and like fart. And like, they were like, this guy's great. Like, yeah, I-, I embodied Elvis. Yeah. Saturday Night Live had a very funny sketch a few weeks ago with uh, I saw it. It was really funny. With Woody Harrelson, where he gains like 500 pounds for the role. And then yeah, what's it called? The, what? what? They call it, they, they called it not the whale, but something else. Something like, like the, that. The hippo or something. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah that can't... was hilarious. And they're like, oh, I had to dye my hair for this part. I can't believe we're not going to do it. And he's like, I gained 580 pounds for this part. Yeah, because the movie doesn't happen. That's the whole thing. They cancel the movie, but he gains 500 pounds. And then at the end of the sketch, they go, and it, it was nice that you didn't ask to wear a fat suit. He's like, I could have wore a fat suit. <laughs> yeah, one other really funny part was at the end, the, the director's like, there's like five people there, including him. And he's like, you know, I feel like on this movie, I've made four, you know, great new friends. You know, but now I can say I've made five great new friends. And he's like, you weren't including me in the as one of your friends <laughs> before. <laughs> yeah, that was um, a funny sketch. Yeah, that, it was it was almost weird because it was towards the end of the show, and like, yeah, I think um, and it, it was it was so funny. Like, it almost didn't seem to fit. It it almost seemed like an accident. You know what I mean? It was like not a great show, and then no. Why do they do that? They do that a lot where they have really great skits at the end. And you're like, why didn't you lead with this? Is it because they thought that would be too offensive to people? I think, yeah, they call them the five to one sketches usually. So they're usually weirder sometimes, but usually they're funnier because they're not like what a lot of the other things they're doing that are right. Kind of... So, yeah, but I didn't think that was too offensive. Maybe it was fat people, but I think everyone gets mad now if someone's, yeah. you know, just someone's fat. Everyone gets mad. Well, like there was a, there was a sketch uh, on Saturday, this Saturday, where they were on the red carpet and they were interviewing two people who were uh, doing uh, Brendan Gleeson and uh, Colin Farrell impressions, and that you couldn't understand what they were saying. And the Irish groups got mad about it. Do you hear about this? <sighs> No, but, really? But, yeah, but the thing is, it's like it does not going to go anywhere because it's like you can pe- you can piss on Irish people. I mean, Irish people, I guess they're I white. They, you know, Italian and Irish, really. It's like you can kind of get a- groups. I mean, what does that even mean? How do you? Yeah, well, you're Irish. Well, drunk dudes. Yeah. Well, that's the thing because I was talking to an Irish person about it, and, and she she was like, "Yeah, we kind of own it." I mean, if someone said Irish people are drunks and you couldn't understand what they were saying, would you be offended by that? No, I, w- I mean, I feel like that's just such a known stereotype that it's o- it's almost such a known stereotype. It's like it's almost like hack when you talk about it. You know right. I, mean? I think I had a, I had a joke about that when I first started stand up that was actually a pretty good joke. But it was it was such a, um, you know, it was borderline very hacky. But it was like I learned it just from watching people do comedy. It was like I'm half, half Irish, half Scottish. So wh- what do you think? The joke would be see if you can see where it's going to go. Oh, I mean something about beating yourself up. I don't know. There's fifty percent chance I'm drunk right now, and another fifty percent chance that I'm drunk right now. <laughs> okay. So that was kind of funny. I mean, yeah. like it was sort of like a funny. At least I had the <clears throat> the you know I had the thought to go in that direction where I just repeating the first thing. Right. Um, That's I like that angle because sometimes people go I'm half this and half this. Usually, 
There's a lot and of. It's, I'm in I'm a drunk right now. I'm going to beat myself up right now. Yeah, I, yeah. I was I was talking to some comic the other day about this. There's two things that comics like to start their set with. They'll either like I'm half this, I'm half that, and then they'll do some joke or. Uh, I look like this person on crack. You know what I mean? Yeah, like this per- right. And, that was a big one too. No, it still is. I look like it, you know. I look like you no know, Nicole Kim. I, I don't know. Some I can't think. I look like if Brendan Gleeson fucked you know the clown from It or something. You know right. what I mean? Like something like that. That another, was a big one too. It's still big because I think they almost teach it in comedy schools or something. Because I see all. Is it like com- to get to know you or something? Yeah, like- and it's an easy joke because it's a visual joke. You know, it's a visual first joke. The problem is with it, and why I don't do it, because it is an easy laugh, and it's like, it kind of introduces you to a crowd. But it's also like you can follow five comics that just start that way, and I don't yeah. like to do that. And you know, I saw a show the other night where that kept happening. And then by the fifth comic, they're like, okay, we get this. So, yeah, I, I, it, it always seemed like, an, you know, when I wrote the half Irish, half Scottish thing, I think I got the idea from Zach Alfanakis had a joke like that where he was like, he wasn't the only one, but he, it was like, he was like, I'm half Greek and half, uh, what the fuck? I don't know what the other one was, but he was like, that means I, I, I'm half, maybe half Irish, half Greek. I get drunk all day while working at my dad's diner. Like that. Oh, was okay. Joke. Um, yeah, I think I had one years ago where like I had a, a tough childhood cause my mom's Jewish and my dad was a pedophile, you know, it was kind of, like, I just wanted to do something. Oh yeah. Different. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah, good, I yeah. stopped doing that cause it's like, but that's know. funny. Yeah. That's like a total misdirect. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, what was I? Oh yeah. So back to the, what, what were the other movies? Can you, um, yeah. Well, uh, did you see everything everywhere all at once? I just finished it today and, and you, you didn't like it. I mean, it was innovative. Now here's the thing. This is my feeling on this, this is my guess. H- Hollywood, you know, has been international for a while, right? Movies. That's mm-hmm. where they make their money. Maybe they're seeing now America is not a big movie going place anymore. So if you kind of look at this award ceremony, what won all the awards? Yeah. The Chinese yeah. movie. The movie was that is that Chinese? No, it's a Chinese American, but it's China. I mean, like I'm sure yeah, that movie yeah, the cast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm sure that movie is huge in China, I would imagine. I don't think it's really offensive. So China would, you know, show it. Yeah. I think it's very innovative, but I think to me that looked like almost some marketing thing because that movie was very innovative. But was that the best movie of the year? I mean, come on. I mean, uh, it was, it well, was, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't think it, I don't think it was any worse than any of the. Like, what, what do you think should have won? That's a good question. Um, I don't know. I just didn't. Th- I think I just thought it, to me it was a little very incoherent. I mean, it, maybe it was above my pay grade a little bit, like one of those Christopher Nolan movies, but. Well, it is a little, you know, I, I, I have to watch it again because I had a weird thing. I think I talked about this before. We're like, mm-hmm. I went to, you know, I went to a theater. To, I went to a theater to see it. And of course, you know, everyone's just awful and doesn't know how to be in, out in public. So this dude next to me, these dudes next to me were just talking like and um i said oh, something right. early on and, <laughs> yeah. like i just was like can you stop and the guy just screamed at me like he got so mad and we got into like an altercation like we didn't fight but he was like yelling at me and he was right next to me and like him and his friend had to like switch seats because he he was like let's go he was like gonna make a big scene of leaving he's like i'm gonna go and i was like good leave like i said that to him <laughs> 
but he was saying it almost like that was his um you know retribution to me like but oh you're leaving i don't fucking yeah you're you're talking like go home and watch the movie so I don't know if you've ever had that, but it's really awkward because then it's like mm-hmm. now next to you is just someone you've just had like borderline a fight with, a screaming right. match with, and they're just there. And it's just really tense and awkward. Well, so you told I me that- really be- and it's a hard movie to kind of follow. Right. Already. When you told me that, I was like, I see- and then you were like, but and then I could just couldn't follow the movie. And then I'm like, oh, that's still odd. And then when I saw the movie, I'm like, oh, yeah, if someone's bothering me yeah. during this movie, I can barely understand it normally. So. Yeah. Oh, so when I first said you, you like were like, oh, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just, I'm like, really? Was it that distracting? But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't a Fast Furious movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> what's going hear- on? It would happen. He's going. He's in a car. Come on. Why? Well, they did win the, the Oscar. They did win for their best picture. You want to hear the clip? Yeah. All right. Here it comes. And the Academy Award. For best picture. You're impossible. Come on. La La Land. (laughs) So I guess they got screwed over yesterday, too. Wow, that would have been great. That (laughs) that was like the greatest thing that ever happened before the other guy beat up up Chris Rock. Um, (laughs) You know, looking back on it, La La Land's better than fucking Moonlight. Did you ever see Moonlight? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I thought that was the better movie, but I didn't really love either one of them. I just rewatched La La Land. I like La La Land. I know yeah. everyone shits on it, but I think it's a. I really. I think it's a good movie. I think it. It for what it is, it really holds up, and it's it's good. Yeah. I um. Well, I was Moonlight talk- is Moonlight's another one I saw twice in the theater, and I was like the second time I was like, yeah, I, I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what uh, the um, I was talking to someone yesterday. They were saying like, oh, I can't believe it's only been a, it's been a year since the Will Smith slap. And it it seems sooner because it was just such a dramatic thing. But this Moonlight or La La Land scandal, that seems like forever ago. Like you can barely even remember that, you know, was that 2017? Yeah, 2017. Yeah, that does feel like a long time. I mean, it was like, I mean, it was, I guess, right before the pen sort of, I mean, and then, um. Remember how the, yeah, that was just like the craziest thing that had ever happened. Yeah. It's like it's just now it just seems like um something that could just happen really easily and almost something that it that was the first chink in the armor of like the against the like the elegance and the you know yeah that one was high, pretty bad the high status of the award show it was just kind of like that was kind of when things were already shifting with streaming and t it hadn't happened yet like movies hadn't completely become irrelevant but they were they were getting there yeah right like um so. I uh so what what did you did you had a hard time following everything everywhere all at once? Uh I mean I'm I'm always the title's confusing. (laughs) (laughs) I was kinda like half watching because I wanted to be prepared for this uh podcast, but I mean that's not a good way to watch it. Uh I thought people What is it about? I mean, like I know it's about the the multiverse. Yeah, that's the whole thing where like they were like every person was seven different people that were lived in different universes that multiverse thing is a very popular thing i guess marvel really got people into that yeah um, and i'm starting to think people actually believe in this shit so i guess it's i thought it was scientifically cool. I think, possible i think people believe in it because they want to think that their life that, that there's a better version out there their <laughs> shit life like everyone just assumes i'm sure there's another version of me that's like you know 
a huge star and a millionaire, you know, when right. the other versions are probably just shittier than exactly <laughs> the same. Uh, they just work at a different Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, like in Miss Life, I'm just a medium stand-up comic. Probably in another one, I'm like just an open mic comic. Yeah. Right, that would be such a bummer. Um, <laughs> but they, oh, so, I mean, the big one was, you know, the guy from Goonies, Ki right. Hai Kwan. So that that was cool. And I mean, you know, I'm really glad he won because for a second, I thought they might not give it to him because he was so favored. But, yeah, you know, he is it, it's such an amazing story. And, you know, his energy and, you know, he's kind of like he's kind of like the Asian Cuba Gooding Jr. Like his speech was just like unbelievable. You know, he's so um, genuine and passionate and so yeah. happy. He seems like such a like a good he has just such a good energy. Um, but, you know, it's so funny. So I, I was watching with my girlfriend and I remember I guess it was less than a year ago. And I'm like a huge pop culture I I have I know so many obscure pop culture references like that yeah. and my girlfriend does too but I'm like she's like uh, you know amazed by me like uh, almost to the point where it's like disturbing but she like likes it right right but we we were seeing a movie I guess in the Angelica and they showed a, a trailer for that before it was like you know it was like a month from coming out uh-huh. and we were watching it and I was like and I, he's in the trailer and I was like I think that's a kid from Goonies reckon- wow sorry yeah and I was like is and he he sounded and mainly because he sounded like him. And she was like, the the guy from Goonies. And I go and I said to her, I go, you're going to be so fucking. This is going to blow your mind. And she's like, and wow. she goes, what, what? You know his name? <laughs> no. Yeah. And she goes, what's his name? And I go, Ki Hai Kwan. And um, then the it came on the credits, and she was you know whatever it says who's in the movie, and it says Ki. And she was like, God, how do you know that? And then like it's funny because I did actually have a good answer, like. You've seen Goonies a lot, right? Yeah. Have you seen it a lot? I mean, did you, a couple you, times. Did you love it? As, oh, really? Like, yeah. I mean, I loved it as a kid. And I, I've seen it so many times over the years. But do you remember, like, that movie, the opening credits, is is like a chase scene? It's one of those movies. You know some movies, like, yeah. the opening credits aren't just the credits. It, they, like, have, they'll have, like, a scene during the credits. Something's really happening. Right. Like, they, they was like, uh, I think what how that happened was, originally they would do that in James Bond movies, where they wouldn't have to do anything to do with the movie, really. And then Steven Spielberg used that in, in Indiana Jones. Um, and I think that's Right. What, it's kind so of he, like he an, produced, an opening. He, yeah, he produced that one, right? Well, yeah, and then it is it is relevant to the plot though because it's the Fratellis uh, escaping jail. Right, they're, right. they're uh, breaking the sun out of jail. So w- during the chase scene, they do this kind of clever thing where they introduce every kid in the mm-hmm. cast, like they have their own little set piece. Like the chase passes one of them, and it kind of sets up what their character is in their set piece when the chase goes past them, and each of them gets their own like title card. So you see. I've seen it so many times. So I remember seeing his name like so many times in the credits and it would be, you know, like he got his own credit. And so and I remember weird things like that, you know, because I was like, we were like the age when it came out. We were like around their age. I never loved that movie, though. Did you like that movie? I mean, when I, yeah, when it came out, I loved it. You didn't like it? What were you? I don't know. <laughs> I just, you like? I, I didn't like movie. Sophie's Choice? <laughs> like, that's the only other option? Well, the, the funny thing was also uh, in that movie, and I, this guy, the one who played the grandfather in the Everything movie, yeah. his name is James Hong. He's been around forever. In every TV show or movie, he played like the Asian dude. He was and on MASH a lot. He was on MASH. And, he was on Seinfeld, a famous episode. Right. Chinese, He's Chinese the guy. Rest- yeah, you want to hear it? Yeah. I have, I have the scene. 
queued up. <laughs> He's... Oh, she... Uh, she's trying to uh, tip him. Oh, I see. That's How's right. it going? <laughs> Daddy busy. I, I, I want to play the whole thing, but yeah, he would always yeah, have an he's accent. Good. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder though if he even has an accent in real life. But he would always put on that hard Asian accent. He's almost a hundred years old. That guy. Yeah, I think they said he was ninety-four. Yeah, he looked pretty good. He was there. I mean, I, I and um, Jamie Lee Curtis. I actually. You know, it's funny. I about a week ago, I you know, because I don't know how much you follow these like this award show season or whatever. Yeah. Like d- early on in the award show season, like everything, everywhere, all at once wasn't a front runner. I feel like it was just kind of a movie that was there, and maybe the, right. the guy from Goonies would win. And I don't know what happened. I guess it started winning award. He started winning everything, and then I I, right. I, I said like a week ago I, to my girlfriend, I was like. I go, I think that movie's going to win everything. Yeah. And she was like, I think so too. And I was like, and I can't, I don't even know why. I go, why do I think that? I just feel like that movie's really, because I was going through and I was like, Tar was a favorite one, but Tar's just like boring. Like no yeah. one fucking, no one, no one, it's just like, there's no like um, exuberance or like when you're like, the winner is Tar, you know, it's like, right. it even sounds boring, you know? Um, I mean, usually now i mean they don't want to have i guess they want people to watch these awards so they're not going to give it to the little fucking movie anymore the movie has to at least have some box office juice which this movie did pretty well at the box office because right for what it was i think they don't want like another english patient shit where i don't maybe that movie was kind of big but you know like or the artist remember the artist that one and like where no no one ever saw it (laughs) even the people i mean that's a movie i've never talked to anyone about Ever, I've never wanted to see it for one second. Um, that was you're right back. That that was still when they still had the um, they still had the, like the the reverence towards the award show, and they could still get away with shit like that. We're gonna give um, this really arts because we're like really high art, you know. Like that, yeah. you know, we know like your little popcorn shit movies. Like this is a real movie. Yeah. Do you remember? Like, do you ever see uh, oh, shit. Naked like, Gun three? And they do a parody of the Oscars. And like the movie that the, the one is uh, the 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 art house movie that I think they think wins is called Mill. I think Mill Sawdust and Mildew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it always has names. Yeah, like those that. are the movies. Yeah, they would yeah. like movies that just like Tar is like Tar sounds like a boring movie. Yeah, but they all yeah they did always do that. Like I'm trying to think of um well in the 90s a lot like, of those like years um, in the 80s or like, yeah, like but in the 90s those out of africa wine right year. no but these guys who are the guys in the 90s uh let me just look that up uh um they they would did a lot of movies uh who merchant ivory they would oh, do right, a lot of these right. period movies and uh-huh. they would always win the oscars and no one remains of the day is actually pretty decent but howard's end and things like that it's like you just it's just they're a slog and but they would always win right. the oscars because it was like it sounded boring <laughs> and moonlight was like that too moonlight's a boring movie but yeah. it's like you know i guess it's about you know the black like a young oppressed black man and uh, right. you know and he so was good at he was good in that I mean, it um, wasn't the war. It just was boring. It wasn't like I, I don't ever want to see it again. And <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I understand Lala. That was around when they were getting mad about because everyone was white, you know, in the right. Oscars. So they could. And then Green Book people. won a few years ago and everyone was mad about that one. I just watched that one again. 
And I understand it has some tropes in that movie, like the white savior or something like that. But I think they they, they tried to do the, a, a decent job with it because it's like the white guy doesn't just help the black guy. The black guy also helps the white guy in the movie. So I, I but you know, he's driving yeah. around. So they were comparing it to driving Miss Daisy. But maybe I'm not a I'm not black, so I don't really can speak to it. But it didn't seem it seemed pretty. But isn't tried, the white guy driving him around? Right, but still, is that progress? Yeah, Spike Lee was mad because I think his movie uh, didn't win that year. I mean, isn't he always mad? I mean, right. Like, and I got to tell you, like, I like that movie, Black Klansman, but I don't think it was the best movie of the year. I liked it too. It's not. Yeah. I did. I thought Green Book was fine. I mean, yeah. like again, that's another one though. Like I don't ever want to see it. I it 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 is like it just shows you like. I think what happens with a lot of these movies is like, and it's just kind of to be expected. Like, you don't have a, you don't have any perspective. Like, you you have to look at movies or things like that from like a few years out to kind of see what what they're really like. Right. I think it's hard to see a movie and just be like, you know, immediately after the experience, be like, okay, that's great. Like like Goodfellas, even like I remember, right. you know, like but Goodfellas, I was like, yeah, that was good. But you know, over the years, Goodfellas just become this like clearly this like classic film i don't know what it is that why certain movies age so well and some just i think it's that's the key but that's the key it's like the key with tv shows too like i remember in the 90s when home improvement was like an like the number one show and you know seinfeld was definitely popular but you know home all home improvement and then years later, they don't. You ever see Home Improvement anywhere? No. I saw like if I ever see reruns of that, I'm, it's like I'm in another state and like you know in, like, <laughs> in a hotel. Uh, fucking, yeah, and I'm yeah. just like it's the only thing on. It's like <laughs> yeah. a weird channel where you're like, what is like why are like you know like something's off when you're like why are they playing Home Improvement reruns? <laughs> uh, but yeah, Seinfeld took like years to get. It took right. a good three or four years for it to catch on. It's like yeah, a, a cultural... and it was a number one show. However, a lot of people discovered it after it was off the air. It's just you know, and that's yeah, the, yeah, no, know, definitely the same Friends, thing. Uh, no, Friends was big immediately. Yeah, the, the, the another example is like the Honeymooners when that first came out. That show didn't do that well, but then years later, you know. It just held up pretty well, you know. It was just him and the wife in the apartment, and you yeah. Know, I used it, to even watch that as a kid. Like, yeah, it was it on was at funny. like eleven o'clock. I thought it was pretty. I mean, again, I think it was like I was hard up for entertainment because it was like right. on at eleven, and there was like nothing to watch. But right. I didn't hate it. Um, no, I mean, I think it holds up. I'm not saying it's the most hilarious thing in the world. I but, mean, it just looks like nothing. I mean, right. I could make something right now on my phone that looks better than that, <laughs> like better production value than that. It just looks, yeah, like are they they're supposed to be really poor or something? Is that what? Yeah, why their place looks like shit. Well, that was the problem. I think they said with the show was he had a. Jackie Gleason show and it was popular and then they would have this honeymooner sketch so they turned it into a show and it didn't do that well and they they always said because in the 50s everyone was coming out of the war and depression and they didn't want to see you know, poor people you know yeah. and uh, even now on TV there's not a lot of that you know people don't want to see their own lives on TV they want to see something different you, either it's dragons or zombies or rich people you know you don't see too many right I mean you see some stuff but it's like you know yeah, I mean, even the show um, Shameless, Shameless, right? That's a good show, and they're they're poor. That's why I like that show. But they would throw so many other bells and whistles in that that you didn't really always realize how poor they were because there was so many crazy things going on. 
that you couldn't yeah, say. Yeah, they were poor and they, but they were like feisty and fighters and like right and the crazy things would happen on that show, and so you couldn't look at that and go, "Yeah, that's my life." You know, that show uh, was crazy. I watched it. It it that's a weird show. Is on? Is it still on? It's not right. No, but it was the most popular show on Showtime for years, and it was uh, on for years, right? Yeah. And I remember I went in and out. Like I, I would watch it. It's one of those shows I liked, but I would get like. It was like overwhelming after a while. It's like because it, it was just like crazy shit all the time. Like it'd right. be like, and then like, and then you know, you know, uh, like bad things would happen when people would get murdered and stuff, and like right. he would so do it, really it, horrible things. So I'd just be like, all right, I can't. Like it would be like being around like a crazy group of friends where you're like i need a break from these right because every show was like you're like ah they can't top that and then the next week they're just fucking pushing it to the next level and sometimes you're like i need a break because some of these shows sometimes like even the sopranos they'll have this an episode where everything's like fucking insane or breaking bad and then they'll have an episode where not a lot happens and those episodes people always get mad about like nothing happened but like you need that you need that break a little bit yeah yeah i don't know that shameless really really did that but um but I do have a uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. I have her acceptance speech. Okay, I, th- I I thought she was gonna win. I was, but I was still surprised. And everyone's right. mad because Angela Bassett they thought would win. Right, Oscar's so white. All right, here we go. Anymore. Sometimes if I eat as I used to, my digestive system gets out of whack. It's not easy keeping it working as it should. It's easy if you enjoy an activity every day. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a weird plug. <laughs> Um, was is Activia still around? Is that the, so? What, what was it? Was supposed to like make you crap that yoga? Yeah. Hey, you know what? Other uh, well, I think no, because actually, yogurt in general, if you have diarrhea, is supposed to stop that. Did you know that? No, I yeah. I didn't know that, but that's so, good to know. Yeah. So if you ever have, and the- this one would cause you to have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was the spokesperson for um. For that for years right that was kind of her thing i kind right. of was surprised that, i guess they were giving it to her because she's just been around so long uh yeah um, I, I wonder if also she's been around so long and also hey you know both of her parents were famous i don't think either one of them won an oscar a pretty maybe tony curtis that was another have. thing i saw you know twitter and all this shit, i i actually kind of stayed off twitter I, i've i've been staying off that shit a lot more it's kind of nice um but i saw something like that people were just you know mad where they were like uh, blaming it on nepotism and i'm yeah, like Dude, baby. her fucking her parents i get it but it's like she didn't win the oscar because of nepotism like she's been around for it's like she's been around for i i'm sure it helped her early on in her career but no they weren't like all right give the oscar to jamie lee curse because of her yeah. parents it's just like her parents are dead no one i no one really associates her she, she surpassed her parents you know right. what i mean i know so i but her dad did never win. I don't think Janet Lee ever did either. So I might have. Well, a, you know, yeah. that's fine. I mean, like, were they yeah. were they good? Was Tony Curtis known to be good? Yeah, he was a serious actor. I mean, he was in some things. Um, like, what was he? What was he in after nineteen fifty? The, the, <laughs> the Defiant Ones. He was in uh, with Sidney Poitier. That was he was nominated for that. Um, was that in like 1900? nineteen hundred? Nineteen fifty eight. You know, you don't know that movie. I know it, I know, but I just feel like it, that's such an old like yeah, Hollywood. like it hot, right? That that's his big one. Right. Um, have you ever seen that? Yeah, is it good? The funny thing is, people are like some movie critics, like that is the funniest movie ever made. And yeah, it's it's it was it's on a list where it's the number one comedy of all time, and I'm like, I've seen clips, I've never seen. I'm like, that does not look funny no. at all. 
It's bosom maybe buddies. Maybe like <laughs> did it come out before like comedy was a th- was a thing that had been invented? <laughs> <laughs> no. But I mean I can understand if comedy was like this brand new concept like what is this? Right, right. <laughs> For the time it was probably like hilarious, but I mean I guarantee you I would not think that was the funniest movie yeah. of all time i mean it's hard with these old comics i did rewatch recently the original odd couple movie that's funny that still holds up well that's neil simon right right neil so simon. i mean he's he's a really you know he was always a really good comedy writer yeah. i mean some like it hot I've, I've seen clips and yeah it just looks like bosom buddies it's like oh or right. white chicks you know it's right. just although bosom buddies admitted they stole from that that was the whole point of it yeah, and I mean, it wasn't like Bosom Buddies was some like amazing, you know, innovative right. triumph in um. In but TV. I think at the time it was very, um, you know, it, it. What happened was that you know the, there was a motion picture code for like from the '30s or the '40s to the early to the late '60s. Yeah, and so I'm just reading that this movie was produced without approval from the motion picture code, the Hayes Code because it features LGBT related themes and cross dressing. So at the time it must have been pretty shocking for people to see that in the theater. Right. And the that fact be- that that's how backwards we are now. We're like going back to where like some like it hot was like you couldn't even do that anymore. Right. <laughs> um yeah, I mean I l- let me just put it this way. I I don't remember Tony Curtis being in anything ever in my life. Like right. I always heard about him and he became known to me as Jamie Lee Curtis's dad. So right. I wasn't. And Janet Lee, I mean, I, wasn't there a thing where like she kind of got blackballed because Hitchcock kind of fucked her over or something? Or was that Tippy Hedren? I think that was Tippy Hedren. However, but, she, Jamie Lee was, Curtis was put in Halloween because of Janet Lee was in Psycho. It was like a nod. Yeah, I think totally. It was a big, big part of it. So, she so yeah, get, I mean, it definitely helped her. But I mean, and you know, she is a good example of like she did she was good so right. it wasn't like she wasn't shit she did get the opportunity but she was good and um do you remember when like do you do you remember in the 80s when she was just so super hot oh my god uh what's the one trading places trading places and then she was yeah. in this movie like perfect yeah this awful john travolta movie <laughs> yeah. um she always had a sick body, man. Like she crazy. did. She was really hot. And that was the other thing. She was a hermaphrodite. I, I almost tweeted yesterday, like, best best supporting actress. You know, that's be- <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't like, put that Is that there. true? Do you think that's true? I don't think that's true. That sounds like an urban legend. I mean, she's married to Christopher Guest, too. You know that? Yeah. And I mean, they got married when he when she was like at her peak hotness. Like, right. like trading places. Jamie Lee Curtis married Christopher Guest. Right. Um and uh yeah, she, she. I was. I was liked her, and I. I always thought it was cool that she married Christopher Guest. Almost that. Almost kind of was like a notch, like because Christopher Guest was always. I mean, I love Spinal Tap so much, right. and he's kind of like a genius. So he must be. He's like know. a genius, and I like his career where he kind of like he would do whatever he wanted that he liked. Mm-hmm. He would do these kind of cool, weird things, and then just he didn't seem to seek the spotlight at all. You right. know, I always thought that was kind of he. He seems like a cool. Um kind of you know kind of cultural like the people who like christopher guest really like christopher guest are in the know of him he yeah and you know it's also like i don't know it's kind of a flex he married fucking jay you know 1982 <laughs> jamie lee curtis i mean it's just like that's like oh my god yeah well it's like uh, you know with funny people it's like mel brooks married uh super hot and bancroft i mean back in the day i mean was she hot oh uh, you ever see you ever see the graduate 
Yeah. He's smoking she, that. Did she play Mrs. Robinson? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can't remember her being that hot, but yeah, I guess. Uh, he's hot in that movie, yeah. Wait, wait. This is Actually, it's interesting. Christopher Guest, he's he's kind of an interesting figure because, you know, I I saw him at the Oscars and he looked like kind of the same. I mean, he looked older, but he looked good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They actually kind of looked alike. Um, really? Yeah. <laughs> Well, they have like the, they both have the same exact hair. It's like this short gray hair. Um, but I don't know. He's kind of an interesting Hollywood person because like he's known as being really good, but he never really. I feel like he never gets any credit. You know what I mean? No one really ever mentions him in like right. the pantheon of comedy, which is kind of I think just, certain people do, but not. It's not mainstream, yeah. which it's just another argument of like whatever is like mainstream is probably not the best thing. You know what I mean? Right. And you could probably point to some things in his career where he made a mistake where like he was on Saturday Night Live for a year and then he just left. And that might have been looking back on that might have been a bad move because, you know, I think that being on that I show think, for a while, it, that kind of puts you in the limelight. Apparently they that was the thing they got it after Spinal Tap. It was him right. and Harry Shearer and um Billy Crystal he he's in Spinal Tap but they all got it the same year and right. they all signed on just for one year. Right. Isn't that amazing? Billy Crystal was on that that really that really launched Billy Crystal. I mean, yeah. I didn't really know who Billy Crystal. I mean, I know he he had been around but he wasn't after that, he was really big. And I mean, again, it was like after one season of SNL. Well, that season, Martin Short was on it, too. So Martin Short and Billy Crystal became huge stars for just being on that show for one year. So you figure Christopher Guest was kind of in the background a little bit. So if he had stayed on maybe longer, that might have helped. I him think out. he like likes that, though. You yeah. know what I mean? I think he was one of those guys that like kind of liked not being. I mean, and I'm, I'm just speculating from looking at his career. I just right. he never seemed like someone that was like. I got to get my name out there. I have to. It was like whenever he played something and it was really good, it was like he was hiding behind the cage. He wasn't even playing anyone that you could even recognize. Um, and I think he was, I don't know. I think he, he seemed to have uh, kind of, you know, shy away from being a star. Like he didn't want that. And then I think it was like enough that he was married to this huge starlet. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like that would be cooler, like to be married to some, kind of hot starlet and you kind of do things and you're just like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. You go make the money. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he never wasn't like popping up in like Halloween, but you know what I mean? He yeah. never like, it didn't seem to care to be doing. I always thought this, did you ever see this? This is what he used to do on Saturday Live with Billy Crystal. The, where, they would, hate, where they would compare their injuries. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I hate when that happens. I'll just play yeah, a second yeah, yeah. of it. You ever take one of those things? Oh, and good. You know something, Frank? I, I don't like being a night watchman. There, there's nobody here. I mean, it's we're doing our job, Willie. I'm doing it well. Yeah, but I, 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 I liked it better when we, when we was messengers. I mean, and then I, I, I was out. I was meeting people. <laughs> like that woman over at Chaderman Suits, right? I dropped her. Yeah, she was all over me. All over me, she was. I, I, I need room to breathe. I know, Willie. Stallion needs to run. Uh, I'm just not getting the right part there. Well, what wasn't it? Didn't it become the shtick? Was like, you ever do this? And yeah, then it's that, like some really random. Like, you ever take? I remember. I remember it was like, 
And wouldn't they know the other thing? Like, they'd be like, you ever but take the, one of those ball oh, here, here it is. Here yeah. it is. Yeah. Here it is. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know, the other day, I took one of them... Uh, Meat thermometers? Yeah. <laughs> and I just shoved it into the beer, you know, as far as it could go, you know. But then I took one of them... Uh, Ball-peen hammers. Right. <laughs> I just whacked it a few times right in there, you Boy, know. Boy, that must smart. I know. I hate when that happens. <laughs> that was... <laughs> Well, I can't believe I, I I got that completely right. Oh, you ball said that? Hammer. Yeah, yeah. So every time I ball peen hammers, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I bet you they didn't even do that. They probably did that like twice. That skit. Yeah, I remember that was a really funny one, though. I remember watching it young and being, you know, I like didn't understand what it was because I was like, I mean, I knew it was funny, but I was like, well, what is like, what's going on? They're just weirdos talking. Yeah. Um, but that was a great season of Saturday Night Live. Christopher Guest and Martin Short, Billy Crystal. Wasn't that sort of the um, the re like rebooting season a little bit? Wasn't it like things had gone bad? No. What happened was like the year before Eddie Murphy left. So they they was he had, still on that season or no? He's no, gone. he wasn't. He hosted okay. one. He hosted one episode. The episode where he pretends he's a white dude. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember that episode. That's a great. That's iconic. And uh, yeah. That season, they got they just signed all these. Usually, Saturday Night Live gets people who aren't fam- famous. This that season, they got people who are kind of kind of big already. And it was like because you know Billy Crystal was on the show Soap, so he was already kind of a star. Yeah, so they got yeah. all these stars, you know, because but I guess that's why and they the only- Spinal Tap guys had just done Spinal Tap, right? And then they all left that year after that year, and then Lauren Michaels came back, and it was that rough season where they had anthony michael hall and stuff and uh, wait so lauren michaels wasn't back for that one season with christopher no, guest oh no. okay yeah but the, it, it, it was a it was a um not reboot but it was like a rebuilding season it felt like like that that because it was really waning i think especially when eddie murphy left yeah but it was it actually season. it was really honestly it wasn't that it was more of a kitchen sink it was like almost saying like you you're doing saturday night live right now and you can get like anyone you want to be on the show. You know, it's, it's like, yeah. I'm going to do Saturday Night Live now. I'm going to put Jim Carrey, uh, who's fucking <laughs> great. The, you know, the Key and Peel. Uh, right, you know, right. It's like an all star team. Uh, yeah, know. yeah, kind of. Because but, they, but the thing they is, were, if those guys command. Sorry. What? No, these guys command I'm, so much money that you couldn't do that now. Well, I, I, I will say that they weren't like really established yet, but they were like, they were sort of in the zeitgeist. It yeah. was like, it, it was entertainment. It was, was like different at that point. It was like, yeah. they were still kind of up and coming, but they were kind of in the business. They were definitely established. You know what I mean? Right. They weren't like, this wasn't like their big break. When um, you think about it, you think about it then, as opposed to now, like with all the less choices. I mean, Saturday Night Live still has that ability to really break big stars because it's still out there and people still watch the clips and stuff. But back in the day, I mean, you broke on Saturday Night Live. You were a monster fucking star. And that's yeah, when and it, was, that, it could happen fast. Right. And that's when uh, Lauren Michael started giving, when you signed up for the show, they made you sign a seven year contract, which they could fire you before then. It's like, but they, they yeah. have you for seven years because they had too contract. many, they had too many guys that would just get big, like Eddie Murphy after two years and, you know, and just leave. Yeah. Um, and this, this way they could hold them on, hold on to them for like seven years. That year, that one year with all the money is such an anomaly. It's really weird. It's like a weird like placeholder season because it was yeah. a good season. And then the next year they were all gone and it was um 
Anthony Michael Hall, like the Anthony Michael Hall, Robert Downey Jr., Randy Quaid. It was right. such a weird because that was a weird one too because Anthony Michael Hall was known at the time right. he and was he 17. was in movies, yeah, and he was really funny. And it's weird because he went on that show and he was just, I mean, he just didn't have the live comedy chops. So no. And I, I read was something, like surprisingly bad on that. And I show. read something also that they all left, but Billy Crystal said he wanted to stay. And uh, I guess Lauren Michaels didn't want him there. So, wow. But, but he wanted such a punch in the face. Yeah. He wanted Martin short to stay. And Martin short said, no. Wow, that you would uh, the the idea that like you wouldn't because I feel like now on SNL you need like a good three or four years to like yeah. break through. You can't. No one is going to show up and in a year just be like a star. Like if you're lucky, like the 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 Weekend Update guys now, those guys are never leaving. Like they, you can tell those guys have. They're like why why Michael Che? I mean, not to. I just feel like Michael Che once it, that's gone, it's just like. It's not going to be much easier for him. Like, I don't feel like that launched him. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it did. And then all of a sudden, I feel like they've stayed too long. You know what I mean? No one's been that for that long. Well, yeah, I think Keenan shows you that he's been on for 20 years. Now, when someone leaves Saturday Night Live, they have good careers because you always get work, especially if you're a stand up. But for some reason, you think the person's disappeared off the face of the earth. Here's like an example, like Vanessa Bear, right? She was very. Mm -hmm good on that she show. was on that a lot yeah and she left and then people are like where are she but she's she's on she has a show on showtime and you know and that's pretty yeah. cool but for some reason people just when you're off that show you're not part of like you said the zeitgeist you're just you know you're not yeah you're, and it's 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 so different now to you know it's so hard to there's so many other options for for everything out there that like even if you're on that show, it's so hard to get anyone to pay attention to you, even on that show. You know, right. even if you're doing a lot, like. But that's the one show. Show. that's the one show you could really do it with. You know, just having a sitcom on some streaming service that people aren't talking about you every second. They they I are. Guess so, but, but the thing is, but it's also like, what does it propel you to now? Because I feel like now what they do is, if you do make a mark on it. They'll give you a couple of chances, right. but then if they don't happen, they're just like, all right, too well, bad. There's people who've been on that show for like two, two years, two, three years who like, I don't even know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like we're, right. we're barely doing anything. But here's the thing. This is the problem with it now is that used to be if you blew up on the show, you'd have a big movie career being all these big movie comedies. There are no more big movie comedies anymore. They'll be on streaming services. So you the, the chance of you becoming the Will Ferrell or the Bill Murray or whatever, that's it just can't happen because they're not even making those movies anymore. And if they do, they put them right on streaming. And yeah, a lot of people watch them, but it doesn't have the cachet of like being in the biggest movie like Ghostbusters I, or something like that. I think that. what it is is like SNL obviously is like still an institution and it still is in the pop culture. Like, as, as much as people like – Including me, I, I, I'll, I mean, I'll still watch it almost mm. to just be like, all right, that sucked, you know, right. almost, almost to just crap on it. But it is still something I watch regularly. Yeah. But I think what it is is like, in terms of it launching people in careers and comedians who are, you know, going on that track, because it, it's definitely not. It, for a while, it was kind of like, if you were a comedian, you had to like think of that as possibly a track that you could use to get somewhere. But 
people are, are are looking at it the same way, you know, as like a launching thing, but it's just not that anymore. If you're looking at it from the outside, right? But it's I don't just think not doing that anymore. But because like, there's nowhere and, to launch you to anymore, though. I mean, that's like, the thing, right? Like David Spade, he had a good career when he left because he was on a bunch of sitcoms, big TV network sitcoms, right? There's that's not a thing anymore. There are no I big network sitcoms. I don't think they'll ever be again, to be honest. So. You know, uh, it's really tough where these people are going to go now. They'll, well, they'll I think be, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Where like, I think Michael Che is like, I don't want to leave this fucking job. Like, even right. like Keenan Thompson, I think they're like, what? Well, I, they'll do stuff, but it's, no, but just, Ke- it's not yeah, what Keenan. It was. They gave him a sitcom already. I probably already. I think it failed. So I mean, he, that, that's where it is the, now. You can have, he didn't leave the show. Got, he was smart. He knew. You know. But that's how bad it is now out there that it's like you, you can like have failed sitcoms on the show and still be on the show. Like, you right. know, and I'm not like you won't even leave the show anymore. Well, um, and you also have to look at like, no, but you also have to look at the money aspect of it, too, is the money for a lot of these, like nothing for like I'm being on a sitcom or stuff like that. that the, first of all, the sitcoms now are only 10 episodes. And you get paid per episode. And a lot of them are just not watched anymore. So. You are giving up this Saturday Night Live thing for maybe not that much money, you know, and then if it flops and you're kind of like a nobody again. I mean, honestly, I I think the prospect of being on SNL for a comedian is like actually a really risky career endeavor now because I don't you could be on it. What? No, no. If you're a stand up comedian, if you're on that show, you will always work. As a stand-up comic, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I guess that's true. But you're, you're lucky because you're a stand-up comic, so like you can right. always kind of do what you're doing. But I think it's scary in the way that you're right. I feel like once you're in there, once you leave, it is kind of like being like released into the wild. It's almost like being in a marriage and then being single again. You have to go out and kind of like find some uh, people to date when you you haven't had to experience that yet. And I, the opportunities are so few and far between now after that, that I think it's, it's scary. And it seems like it's a much more likely prospect now to be on that show and get a lot of attention and then get fired and then just do nothing. And that's a really scary prospect to be like, Oh, I'm known, but I'm not doing anything like that's really scary. And even if you're huge on the show, like you look at Pete Davidson, right there, he's got some projects come up. I think he's going to be in a sitcom or something, but if it, it doesn't go well. I mean, in the last six months, the biggest story you heard about Pete Davidson is he drove his car into a fucking thing, right? You heard that story, right? Yeah, and so I, well, I mean, the big stories with him is he's always just banging. So I know, I but, mean, but don't yeah. that eventually, if you're not up there somewhere, though, then you're just a guy fucking women. You know, that's all you are. I, you need to I keep your think, career going. You know, that's what Ashton, I, you're right. Ashton Kutcher I, was was that guy, and then. And then he had to go back to, he went to two and a half men because he's like, people were like, I don't even know why this guy is famous anymore. They kept talking about all his relationships. And then, so he jumped right back onto TV, even though he thought he was a movie star, which is fine. But And I mean, I mean, I think Pete Davidson's like the, of the last 10, 15 years is one of the biggest breakouts from that show that they had. They don't have breakouts like that anymore. And, but it was weird because his was different. I, I do think he was good on that show. Like what he did on the update and stuff, but if he didn't have the Ariana Grande thing and all that shit, he would not. The breakout was not from what he was doing on SNL. Right. It was from his like 
he became like this interesting uh, persona in the world right. that people were kind of, fat. Mm-hmm. and he, you know, he is charismatic, but he's the big. So if he's going to struggle with movie projects, I mean, what is fucking Vanessa Bayer going to, you know what I mean? Right. I just feel like it's, I did a short film years ago and Dean Edwards was in it. Do you know who that is? Yeah, of course. And he had been on Saturday Night Live for like two or three years. And um, I'm not like shitting. He was nice enough to do this short film that I wrote. And he was really great in it. But I did have moments of like, this is so weird that I'm like acting with this guy who I used to watch on SNL. And I'm directing him. And he's like listening to me. It was like weird. And I was like, well, would it have been? I mean, Martin Short was on it for less time than Dean Edwards. You know what I mean? So it's like. Uh, but Martin Short, he like the second he left that show, he got into a lot of big movies, and that was and they were hits, a lot of them. So uh, that's like the it thing. was a different time. You could movies yeah. were waiting for you, right? But you had you you had to do well in the movies. Those movies had to do you well. Did. So you had you, they would give you like a couple of shots, right? He got lucky. He, he, remember when this was a big thing too in SNL? It was huge, and this is just shows how different the pop culture landscape is. Like where we didn't have any access to celebrities where like it happened with Eddie Murphy and a couple of people remember when like someone would be on it and they would do a movie while they were on it mm-hmm. and it would be huge. And then they'd still be on the, on SNL. And that was like a huge deal mm-hmm. because now it was like this person on a TV show kind of accidentally became a movie star. And now they were just on a TV show and it was like, Oh my God. Like Eddie Murphy became huge in like those movies and he was still on SNL. That was like right. a big deal. I mean, I um, think Eddie Murphy probably was the, yeah, I would say he was the biggest movie star that ever came out of that show. I, I would, I would say so box office, the amount of movies that he did. I mean, a lot of them weren't that good, but he had so many hits. I think pound for pound, you'd have to say he was I early on. It was like, Chevy Chase, Bill Murray. Early on, but you know, I mean, Eddie Murphy's still making big, kind of big movies. So no, he is. Yeah, you know, Bill Chase Murray's is now Bill Murray's just, just in at him. Yeah, what? and Bill <laughs> Murray's just in Wes Anderson movies. You know. Yeah. No, he uh, Bill Murray like did fine uh, eventually, but um, did, didn't it, wasn't there kind of a thing with Bill Murray? Everyone kind of turned on him in the last year. Like everyone kind of got mad at him finally. Oh he, yeah, there's all this stuff coming out. Everyone hates him. Like that everyone worked with him hated him. Um, he's kind of obnoxious. They say he's a little pansy. I think maybe he wasn't me too, but he was in, inappropriate, which I could see. Yeah, I mean. I get it, but it's like I feel like you, you missed the, the Me Too window with him. It's just like <laughs> once they get to like eighty, it's just like you missed it. It's not. Right. I'm sorry. It's over. There's a statute of limitations. Like, well, unless you're Cosby and you're like raping people. But yeah, we, well, we've I been guess off the, was, we'll, we'll finish up with the Oscars. We're we're on a tangent. I don't know how this. Happens. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll wrap this up. So um, we can't even I we do an Oscar just, show and we won't even talk about the Oscars. That's how much the Oscars suck. Well, back to uh, Vanessa Bear. How long were the? No, how long kidding. was it last night? The Oscars. It was about three and a half hours. Oh, um, it was long. And but I mean, it, like I said, it's I, I, for me. It's just like a tradition. Like, and also, you know, I I I was I was thinking. You know, I know I mentioned this all the time, especially when Oscars come up. But I was on the Oscars when I was like ten or eleven yeah. years old, and so I feel like it's for me. It's just kind of this thing that's like I'm always going to watch the Oscars because it's kind of brings up this huge like monumental moment in my childhood um so there's i feel like i always have that kind of connection to it but um 
I don't know. I just feel like from when I was young, like it was just that's what you did when it was on. You just stayed home and watched the Oscar. It was right. like a three, three, and that I think it's so many people complain how long it is because it's like it's always been that long. Oh, so yeah. why is everyone always surprised? Like, well, it's cost the ABC a lot of money, so they want to shove as much ads in there as possible. So as many ads as there's possible. So yeah, why? I mean, it was fine. I I was watching it with my girlfriend. We were kind of like playing a like a, a trivia game movie trivia game during it um but now you're kind of watching to like you know you, you don't want to miss anything big that happens you know someone gets like you know attacked by a lion or something <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually have a clip of you on the oscars you want to hear <laughs> sure <laughs> i'm really bad at the soundboards today <laughs> That's a lot like yeah, the- that was when I um <laughs> that was when I fell off the stage and had to be <laughs> broke my leg. Um no, but, but uh yeah, I was uh I was on I and I was I was up at the podium for a guy with a guy accepting his Oscar. <laughs> were you really? <laughs> Me and like 30 other kids were That's- with I've told this story before, so like yeah with this guy who won a document because that's why we were there, because this guy had made a documentary about this dude that like taught dance and we were some of us were in the documentary and so <laughs> we ran up there and i didn't i realized this about five years ago the guy who won like two years later directed dirty dancing <laughs> oh that guy really so, so i was up at the podium with the director of dirty dancing like two or three years before he did dirty dancing wow as oscar with i mean there were there's a bunch of and this is just how like First of all, I, I, you know, I was so young and clueless. I mean, I that like when we went up there, we had already like performed on the show. I didn't even know what we were doing. I didn't know why we were running on stage. <laughs> they, they were all like, like these adults were like, okay, now everyone cut, go here, and then they were like, when we go like this, like run into the auditorium, and I was like, all right, and like we ran in there, we're all screaming, and you know, I'm just standing there, what, and like. <laughs> You know, Jack Nicholson's like standing right in front. You know what I mean? Like, or sitting right there. And um, oh, it's just so funny because, like, I just had no idea at the time. I mean, I did have an idea, but I didn't like, you know, when you're young, you're just like, oh, this is what life is, right? <laughs> like, just <laughs> you go to the Oscars and, like, there's celebrities there. Like, this is going to be a, we- a cool experience. Um, right. You just assume, like, <laughs> it's going to be on the Oscars every year. So, uh, <laughs> so you figured probably by age 20, you were going to win the Nobel Prize, right? <laughs> I think I had a moment when I was, like, 14. Where I was like, hmm, I bet you, you know, I'll probably have done, like, three movies by the time I'm, like, 19. Because <laughs> like, I just didn't know what – I just thought that, like, that was the natural progression. Like, right. Oscars, now I do movies. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be on Saturday Night Live when you're 17, you know. Yeah, but see, that can go that you know. Oddly, I feel like that shift changed the trajectory of Anthony Michael Hall. That yeah. him being on SNL, you could argue that that failing on that show, failing that yeah. that hardcore and so badly. It's it's funny how some people get like Janine Garofalo was another one. She was kind of famous when she did it, and. You thought she would thrive, and she really—it was a bad season, and I think it really hurt her. Yeah, but she was big for a while after that, though. But yeah, she help. was. I, she was fine, but it—it it definitely was a big. I think. Well, uh, you know, all this stuff out. like these high-profile flameouts, like 
when they talk about Letterman, who when first got the job on CBS was just crushing it and everyone loved him and he was beating Jay Leno and the critics loved him. And then he hosted the Oscars and people didn't like it. He was, he was just he was funny. He was doing what he does and they hated it. And then his ratings started going down. I was like kind of the beginning and people started shitting on him. And uh, well, wasn't the main the, the shift was uh, the sea change was. When Jay Leno had Hugh Grant on, that was after yeah. the the hooker thing. That, that was, was a, the first no night I, that he beat Letterman or something, right? But it was also that was I think that Oscars might have been the same year where it was. He, he it was finally like they would say Letterman could do no wrong, and then all of a sudden, you know, he did wrong. Yeah, but it's it's again one of those things where it's like when it's like Louis C.K. and stuff when he had that point when I always say when he could do no wrong and I was always like uh oh you know? yeah the critics are like just fucking fawning over everything he's doing you know and Letterman was like that too at that time and I'm like yeah and this was before yeah. the internet and I'm like this I love gonna- how Letterman's big slip up is like, like that the Oscars host the Oscars audience has no fucking sense of humor because <laughs> like, again I watched it I thought he was fine I mean like I thought yeah. I, I think um he bombed but that that opening thing was weird but um do you remember the opening no he just did that weird like Oprah, Oprah Uma, Uma yeah Oprah Uma like and it was like what the hell are you doing like what is I mean I liked him at the time but I was like why are you doing that? You know what the funny thing is with Letterman is that when you're on top of the world, everyone wants to kind of take you off that. And years later, he did something much worse. He was caught cheating on his wife with like the intern. And at that point, he was number two in the ratings. He was old. Everyone kind of liked him at this point or they felt bad for him. So when that happened, everyone was like, meh, you know, didn't, right? It didn't hurt him at all. Yeah, it didn't. No, it really didn't. That I was a real scandal. Yeah. Yeah, and he got lucky that it was about six years ahead of <laughs> me too. Before everyone cared, <laughs> it's weird how like, but I guess Trump was so bad that everyone just finally was like, "Wait a minute, you know, raping people like it's not cool. You shouldn't, you shouldn't rape people at work. Like that's just like that's like it took Trump to like point that out to people." Um, oh yeah, I, I I saw a comic the other night. I, I'm not gonna say who it was, but it's a newer comic, but did a joke that was borderline condoning rape. But did it? It wasn't. Oh. It was not. It wasn't horrible. But like, you, you couldn't say this joke. And uh, I forgot what the joke was. But like, the women in the crowd were so mad. And like, someone, someone yells out, "I hate you!" <laughs> wow, that's a rough, right? And then a rough hackle to come back from, right? And then after there was a a female comic going on after, and uh, she was a little nervous because they were the crowd. I'm like, look, I'm like, they're gonna like you even the second you stand on stage because you're not. No, you're not him and you're a woman so because he just pissed right. off every fucking woman in this fucking crowd uh is and, he good or is no, it was like a newer he... comic okay so um and uh did she kill yeah she did well because it, it's like almost that relief thing and she's she's a funny yeah. comic too but like when you see someone fuck up a room like that you're like uh-oh um, oh and then they want to like um they want so badly to like like the next person and it almost yeah. becomes almost like a spite against the last person. <laughs> I've had that where like I specifically remember one time where the crowd like they hated me. Like right. and I didn't it was just cuz it was a sh- it was really early on it was a shitty ambush show. It was just a nightmare. Mm-hmm. I went on first. I was like totally like not I was set up to fail and um 
it was it was it, they hated me and so this guy and it was so bad i i could tell because when i came off the next guy I was going to go on just looked like had like a thousand yard stare you know he mm-hmm. just looked so scared because he had to go on <laughs> like yeah. and i was leaving and when he went on it was an ambush show and they were so mad that it was a show and when he went on i could tell they were just like yeah yeah like, immediately, <laughs> like kind of supporting him just as like an f you to me <laughs> like all right we're gonna like this guy and like he wasn't like funny i mean right. i mean, he, I didn't really stay but it was, it, that was really early on it's been a year and a half and it was in la and i remember it took me an hour to get there and it was such an odd experience i was leaving and everyone had seen what had happened it was like in a bar and just ev- I could feel everyone staring at me, just right. like hated me. <laughs> and like, and I had only been up on stage for like eight minutes. Um, I when I used to host a lot, I would always try to like soothe the comics because I always felt bad for them. So it'd be a situation where the comic would bomb, right? And then they get off stage, and and I and I I'm talking to them while the next comic's on, and they're like, "What? They hated me." I'm like, "I would be like, they're just a bad crowd. Don't worry about it. They're just bad, right?" Then all of a sudden, the next comic's killing, and he's watching that. He's like, "Well, this guy's killing," and then I have to be like, "Yeah, but you see the jokes he's doing. I mean, come on, yeah, you know, like, I'm doing everything to so this guy doesn't. Yeah, well, he's commit- good. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's telling jokes that are good, so. right? Because you feel so bad for. And I always notice this one thing, especially when you see good comics. If you see a good comic after their set, I might have brought this up before. Watching the show after their set. Yeah, they had a bad set because right. usually if you're a good comic, you're just like you're on the go, you're doing this, whatever. Right. But if you have a bad set, you're gonna sit and watch. You want to make sure the next guy's doing bad too. I've yeah, yeah. It's such a nightmare when they next don't. Next guy, bad. you want the whole show to be bad, you know? So yeah. then that's the I want the thing. place to be set on burnt <laughs> to the ground by the. No, I, I've had I had that about two weeks ago. Like when I did Sheba show, I did. It was like an awful show and um i watched to make sure the next guy didn't didn't yeah. do well it I, was just I, I watched to make sure that, and it was just they were bad there weren't that many people and they were just yelling right. thing right but that's when when, the, when you i will sometimes yeah. sit for the whole fucking show to just hope to god that nobody does well you know i don't i don't want people not to do well but you in in your mind you do well no i do when when that when that <laughs> happens <laughs> I don't. I mean, I'm I'm either here nor there. I don't want. Right. I don't want them to do well or do badly. I um, but I and I don't like going after people that kill. Like really kill. People think that's like a good scenario. Like you want to go after oh, yeah the guy you just kill. And it's like yeah they're just gonna be because usually they're not at all like me. So like yeah. they're just mad that I'm not that guy. Because unless I'm like a similar energy, but usually I'm not. So it's like. Yeah, but I think sometimes to. I used to be like that, but then you have to t- separate killing from like destroying. And I would rather follow someone who kills than bombs because you can yeah. weigh that energy. You really, you, all you have to do is just start strong. First couple of jokes. Right, like, right. Okay, no, this guy's true. funny too. It's yeah, the, you're right. It's, it's the guys who tear the room to pieces. That's what I mean. Right. I've and, had that where people yeah. just like I, I I've had it a few times. One time I had to follow Judah Freelander and he had yeah. fucking destroy and like all crowd work. Right. And I went up there and I'm like, hey, so you ever go to the and I could tell they were just like they had been talked to the entire they were part of the show for like 20 minutes. And now I'm just like trying to go back to like Mm-hmm. I'm going to stand here and tell jokes and you're not part of it. And they just didn't know what to do with that. They and, were like, and you, what? Yeah. And you can't even do crowd work after that. Cause he's done it so well. And so much of it 
that like any crowd work you do pales in comparison. So you almost, yeah. they take that tool out of your toolbox and it's like, you know, so that's another, I think there was another, I think his name's Steve Ireland. I followed him at Broadway a few years ago and he fucking Steve Marshall Marshall. He yeah. just like just, just destroyed the room, like killed yeah. and like, <laughs> You know, he's like in the crowd and like, hey, everyone, hey. Yeah. like he, and he wasn't even like doing stand up. He was like a fucking like, like a party promoter. Yeah, but he he crushes like though. Yeah. And um I am not that energy. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was rough. Yeah. Um and I, I don't was... you know nothing against say yeah, we'll, we'll wrap it up. But I I don't think He's not even like that funny. <laughs> like I think I'm funnier, but they weren't liking me because they were. He was doing a lot of like, he's fine. Nothing against him, yeah. but like I don't think he was. Fu- I don't think he was funnier than me. It was just a different thing, you know. Right. He's not I bad. He's like right. he's good, but I. I mean, I. I was like I've never followed him like since Judah Freeland destroyed like this. Yeah. So, I mean, Steve right. could go. Yeah, he'd go on forever too. So you want to go? It's you know, but. Yeah, yeah, you got to follow those guys. Anyway, let's okay, wrap so it up. That, yeah, well, all right. So that's that's our Oscar show. <laughs> <laughs> Glad we talked about Steve Marshall and that time I bombed in L.A. Um, so, yeah, thanks for tuning in and uh, buy Silk City hot sauce. Also, I forgot to mention, buy it. It's good. I, I eat it all the time mm. on my food. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. So we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye.